Hi, and welcome to Belated Binge, The Office. I'm Zach, your host, revisiting some of the most iconic series in recent memory that I nearly missed out on, like The Office, which I didn't watch until, like, Five years after the last episode aired on TV, and at least like a year of my coworkers saying it was the best thing in streaming. Now it's been a few years since I've seen it, and we're going to go through the super fan edition. Today, we continue season one with episode three, Healthcare, and Dwight is the star. When Michael first delegates the awful task of picking a new terrible healthcare plan that screws the employees of the office to save the company money, Dwight is up for the job. The Belated Binge Podcast. Before we get into it, there will be spoilers. This series wrapped up in 2013. If you haven't seen it by now, you're even later than I was, and there will also be adult language. Use earbuds as needed. Shout out to Alex and Cade, the bonus binge squad. For your own shoutouts and access to bonus episodes, join patreon.com slash belatedbinge. Link in the show notes. Let's start things off with Superfan episode number three, Healthcare. And we'll do so the way that I intend to start every single one of these episodes, and that is a quick little segment I like to call Scott's Thoughts. Brief words of wisdom from the mind of Michael Scott. Probably. If no news is good news, then I guess some news is bad news. What does that make Dwight news? We open up on Michael's opening monologue, which is absolutely hilarious. How he provides for the team. He gives them money. He gives them food through the money. And apparently, he's their doctor now, too, because he's picking their health care plan. And he stops just short of saying he's their god or some kind of strange paper cult leader maybe that's what the ice cream's about later don't drink the cool late jan shows up or does she show up or does she call um yeah she shows up sorry uh i got the <laughs> sometimes when i'm going through my notes here i forget when jan is in the office or when she's just on the phone cuz she seems to just pop in for somebody that is actually sitting in New York City all day, she just makes random appearances in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Like, how <laughs> how much time is she spending in the car just to pop into the office for a scene and then leave? Does she do that to the other branches? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, we have sidetracked already, and we're in, like, scene two. So she tells Michael that he has to cut costs and pick the cheapest plan from a new healthcare provider because he had decided that they were getting the best of the best the gold package and she's like i'm not even on that package which is corporate bureaucracy in a nutshell the executive top boss would have the gold package while the rest of the bottom feeding employees that are just breaking their backs carrying around and trying to sell paper would get not the gold package. Uh, definitely don't need acupuncture when you're trying to save some pennies for the man. Um, so Michael's not into this. He does not want to give bad news in any scenario, so he tries to have Jim do it, who says no and suggests Dwight, who is absolutely stoked. 
for the responsibility. And Jim gives a little uh, talking head or a little solo, and he explains that for him, it's a job. It's just a job. And if he rose any higher in that job or in that company, it would make it a career. And if it was a career, he'd throw himself in front of a train, which is ironic given how this series plays out. But I promised not to go too spoilery on these ones, just in case somebody might be new to it who's listening right now. But they're, let's just say, he rises a bit. And he doesn't jump in front of a train. I'll at least give you that spoiler. Also, apparently he watches trading spouses. We're learning a lot about Jim in the beginning of this episode. I'm not judging, I'm not judging the fact that he's watching trading spouses. However, I don't, I didn't see it coming, I guess. Um, I've also never seen trading spouses. Maybe it's good. I don't know what that says or doesn't say about me. Um, or Jim, for that matter. Dwight is doing the healthcare plan. And Michael says that it's strike two for Dwight. So what was strike one? Is there a fan theory somewhere on what Dwight's strike one was for Michael? Uh, I want to see it. I want to hear it. I want to read it. Whatever it is, I want to know its existence. Somebody point me in that direction. So now we've got Pam and Jim, and they're together. And they're... Are they on, like, a balcony or something? I swear, I've never seen this uh, backdrop of a scene, like, this area. Maybe I'm just stupid and they were just in the hallway and it looked, like, outside to me. I don't know. But they have stolen Dwight's trash. I do... Like I said, I don't remember it, but it's hysterical. Uh, Apparently... Because Michael let him use the conference room as his temporary workspace, quote-unquote, and uh, Dwight really wants it to be his office because, you know, having an office in the corporate world is like, you know, you've made it. You're somebody. You have authority if you have an office. Maybe that's why I don't have an office. Not technically I have an office. I, I have a home office, but I have no no authority. Not at work or at home, actually. Anyway, he ends up putting a little piece of paper sign outside, uh, like tapes it to the window of the conference room or tapes it to the door. I can't remember exactly where he put it, but apparently he had been practicing different signs and that's what Pam and Jim are doing. They're pulling all of these, uh, failed signs or the the signs that he didn't use out of the trash and reading them and it's really funny and we're getting like we're getting so much early on in these episodes of how well Jim and Pam work together on workplace hijinks they have really really good chemistry and I know obviously this is supposed to they're supposed to have chemistry that's kind of the point and she's supposed to not have chemistry with her actual fiance, I, so that there's the whole, you know, relationship tension, all the, I understand that, but, um, they do a great job, because these two, as a duo around the office, causing mischief, is, mwah, fucking perfect, you know, so now Dwight has his own little talking head, 
where he he does his what I I believe to be one of his more iconic lines in the series where he's you know, I don't need health care. I never get sick. You know, in the wild there is no health care. There's just, you know, oh, I'm I'm a gazelle. Oh, I broke my leg and a lion eats me. I'm the lion. Bit. And that's very very paraphrased. I do not have that direct quote down. You can make fun of me if you want to. It's just funny. And so, ta-da, here we are. And and this episode, this particular episode of healthcare is just a gold mine for Dwight being, well, Dwight with stuff like this. Um, but at this point in the episode, uh, people are, they're getting pissed. Uh, they are not happy. Um, Dwight has already made it clear that he's going to do a really, really terrible job by the employees in picking this healthcare plan, and people are not happy about it, and Michael is scared to come out of his office. He tries to pretend to be busy all day, and he's playing with a little toy truck on his desk. He's, he's pretending to get calls when it's Pam on the line, and Pam's the one that actually screens his calls and knows damn good and well that he's not uh getting a call and and by the way as a side note this has to be just crushing michael's soul for starters he's not getting attention he doesn't have an audience right now the only attention he is getting is what he doesn't want people pissed about Dwight and the healthcare plan and wanting him to do something about it. You know, like his job. I think later in the series, um, I think this would play out different, honestly. Um, I think in this episode, Michael is just full-on kind of sleazeball boss and doesn't want to share any bad news, so he delegates that to somebody else so he doesn't have to be the bad guy. I think later in the series, I think we would see that he he really doesn't want to do the things that make his employees' lives worse, which is picking a new shitty healthcare plan even though he has to. Um, even if it's his job, I just I don't think he's really capable of that. He later on in the series, he cares about them in a way that in these early episodes, his character just really doesn't. He cares about himself. Um, and I'm glad that once we get there, that turn happens. Because it makes... It takes Michael from being kind of the oaf boss that's almost and like uh, antagonistic a little bit. If you consider the the normal employees of the office or the Jim and Pam and Dwight character, if you consider those like the protagonists of the show, Michael is kind of their antagonist. In these early episodes, it's way more ant than anything to do with an agonist. Does that make... No, no sense was made at all in that sentence. What I mean is that you don't have a reason to root for Michael right now at all but you'll get one later so now we have now we've got another Dwight moment which is just again comedic gold and this is where he's talking to Jim and Pam and they're trying to 
like tell them, you know, if you get a terrible healthcare plan, that impacts you too, not just everyone else. And he starts going on and on about how he's basically a superhero. He never gets sick. He never needs to take time off work. And he has, he's got the ability to raise and lower his cholesterol at will. And Pam's like, why would you raise your cholesterol? So I can lower it. It's just, it's showering us with comedic gold. And I'm going to leave that there. The only way that they're actually able to get through to Dwight in any way is movies, somehow. (laughs) And the one that actually sinks in is the Sixth Sense reference. And how Jim suggests that maybe Dwight's already dead. And from there, Dwight doesn't try to do a good job at getting a healthcare plan in place that is actually all that beneficial, but he does at least start trying to, um, in his own way, work with people and the things that they would want or need covered in a healthcare plan. And around this time, Michael decides that he's going to promise a surprise as a distraction or a trade-off for the just shitty healthcare plan with just no idea he's he's clueless as to what his little surprise thing is going to be um so now he turns it into like a side mission of his own and the first place that he goes is a travel center do those still exist did the internet just put that whole uh that whole type of business venture out of business completely uh i I don't really know um somebody maybe tell me that too i know that there's things like travelocity and TripAdvisor and stuff like that but again internet like i'm talking like an office where people are actually planning vacations for people like it's got to be a thing right still somehow i don't know Michael seems to think that not only is it a thing, uh, but that this all-inclusive, amazing trip package to, like, a casino where chips are free and you get a suite and all of this stuff is – they're just given away in bulk to to groups of paper salespeople. That's how the world works, apparently, in Michael's mind because Michael's an idiot. Anyway, uh, Pam – (laughs) Pam is again we get a lot of this like why her and Jim work so well together around the office on stuff like this because Pam's filling out Dwight's anonymous disease list that he has come up with to make sure that people fill out what diseases they want covered by their healthcare plan and this is funny Obviously, but this isn't how healthcare plans work. You don't get like a a la carte line of, yep, I want this disease covered, but not that one. At least not any that I've ever had, ever. It's, you know, it's deductible and out-of-pocket costs and what's your copay and are you going to have an HSA account or blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. (sighs) All right. So 
Pam's filling out the anonymous, supposedly, disease list that people want covered, and she's making up names of diseases. And Jim starts naming these diseases. And these two have visually become a one-two punch to Dwight's gut. Back to Michael. He's trying now. He's in his car, and he's trying to call a client of theirs who runs a coal mine. (laughs) And he thinks it's an amusement park ride. And that the people would like to go and get into a coal mine shaft and get lowered into, you know, a coal mine. <laughs> and he starts asking, like, well, once you get down there, did like, does it have, like, laser tag? No. No, Michael. It does not have laser tag. <laughs> anyway. Dwight is passing out, or, like, collecting the diseases papers from people. And he's trying to remember whose is whose when they hand it to him which is obviously the exact opposite of anonymous and it's yeah it's 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 wonky it's weird whatever uh anyhow he starts reading them and he absolutely loses his shit about these fake diseases that some people came up with some people named jim and pam and i don't know if anybody else was in on that particular joke uh he insists on doing one-on-ones with people uh he offends oscar you know michael runs from him dwight starts interrogating pam about why she's not on roy's plan and how he doesn't believe that they haven't set a date for their wedding yet in three years which they haven't And obviously, this makes Pam very upset. Not at Dwight. I mean, at Dwight in the moment, but it's not at Dwight. She's mad at Roy, because they've been engaged for three years. They don't have a date. He doesn't cover her on his his health insurance, because they're, like, you know, whatever. They, They do stuff, I guess, that couples do. Like, settling, in this case, it seems. Uh, but anyway, Jim confesses to Dwight. That Dwight's a jackass. It drives Dwight nuts in this little fake interrogation because Jim's better at the game than Dwight is. He gets him so flustered. And flustered Dwight is the funniest Dwight. Is he not? And now Jim locks him in the conference room. Which is great. Uh, He... (laughs) And... (laughs) Kind of hearkening back to the first episode where there was um, the the desk thing and the fake um, can't-hear-you stuff behind the boxes that Jim did. He makes Dwight call him. So he's locked Dwight in the conference room, and Dwight calls Jim's desk phone, and he keeps him on hold. <laughs> and in this just rage of anger, Dwight calls Jan who turns out to be super pissed that Michael has delegated the health care plan, also super pissed that Dwight is the one picking it, says, no, you cannot have the authority to fire people, and don't ever call my cell phone again. Again, what? Dwight just had that. Top of his head, Jan's cell phone number. 
okay then. And now Michael is back. He doesn't let Dwight out of the conference room. He's back with ice cream sandwiches. And Stanley calls him out on this shit. He's like, that. this better not be the big surprise. He's got to pretend, but yeah, he's screwed. And so um, now we, I don't know, it's, this jump kind of, um, this jump was a little stark to me. So we go from Dwight being locked in the conference room and not even Michael will let him out to somehow everyone is in the conference room together with him and he's doing the raise your hand for your disease scene because, you know, they can't be anonymous anymore since apparently HIPAA doesn't exist in in Dwight's world and there were so many joke ones that now he's like, you know, this is the only way that I'm going to do anything for you people is I have to know who actually has what. And there's funny ones. It's great. And then we get to anal fizzers. Kevin is the fucking man. But that's gross. And everyone walks out on Dwight. So now we're at the end of the day. People are pissed. And nobody's going to leave the office without Michael addressing the new health care plan. Like the boss. You know, like his job. Like he's supposed to do. And Michael uses every, this opportunity to just lay everything on Dwight. It's after 5 o'clock. He can't change it now because it had to be submitted by the end of the day. Oh, sorry. Darn it, Dwight. Just so disappointed in you. I didn't do anything to help throughout the day because I knew this is exactly what had to happen and I'm just glad I wasn't the one that had to do it and people can be mad at you, but people are still mad at you, Michael. They are. And surprise, the surprise is no surprise. He does fake drum roll and he's got nothing. Jim is so pissed, but maybe Jim... Maybe you should have actually done it instead of Dwight. Imagine that. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't have an episode, would we? Or would we have an episode? That might actually be kind of hysterical. Um, so I'm going to put a pin in that for a couple of minutes here. Um, but anyway, Jim's the one that suggested Dwight do it to Michael. And obviously he thought it was going to be funny. And it was, but they all got screwed. Is what it is. Maybe we should all blame Jim. And then we get bowling! Nobody's there to hear it. But Michael does have to go call Jan now. So it's a shitty day at the office. For everyone. And that's the episode. <laughs> so, uh, with that, I think it's time that I try my hand at super fan or super fraud this is where i try to pick what scenes in the super fan edition were not in the original and you get to make fun of me for getting it wrong and i i'm just gonna say this i i think i mentioned it a little bit in the last episode if you didn't hear that then i'll tell you now i'm gonna get roasted during this entire binge because it's been so long since i've seen Almost every single one of these episodes, and I'm going to be wondering the entire time watching these super fans, because I've never seen them, 
I'm going to be wondering if everything that I forgot happened was an extra scene or if I just forgot it happened. Uh, So here we go. Jim and Pam stealing Dwight's trash is got to be a deleted scene, right? It even looks a little different in the way that it's shot. I don't know if it was like, I don't, I mentioned this a few minutes ago. I don't remember even that location of for them shooting the lighting looked way different they looked like they were like scrunched up on the floor i I don't know um i'm pretty sure that that was a deleted scene for sure uh dwight's blood pressure scene in the following like movie discussion i don't know that all of that was in the original obviously i remember the um like the raising and lowering part because that's classic dwight humor but all of the movie parts that ended up happening like i think those were cut out of the original um what else dwight's interrogation scenes these definitely were not all in the original i i think i would have remembered the the part about pam and roy having a wedding date i would have remembered um i think the the gym scene with him i'm pretty sure that I even remember where the cut happened. Like I think, um, I think the, I think that there was only like a bit of Jim's, and then Jim locks him in the office. Like I think that's uh, there's there's a pretty clear cut in there that in Jim's interrogation thing that I'm I think is where it the actual original episode. Like I think that's all was in there. Um, what else? Uh, the bowling thing at the end. I didn't remember the bowling thing at the end. Or at least how long the uh, workers of the office let Michael struggle for it. I, I feel like maybe I'm j- I am just forgot, but I felt like that drug on a little bit longer. So more like an extended scene, um, if anything. But that's, that's pretty much all I had in this one. So... Anyway, um, I like this episode a ton. Super fan or super fraud in me. Either way, I think it's the best of the first three. uh, And I don't think it's particularly close. Jim and Pam starting to show their dynamic is great. Dwight on just full display. Michael incompetent as hell. But this is my favorite incompetent Michael, particularly early on. Incompetent and in the background. I love Steve Carell. I love what the character becomes, but this first season is I've said this before, it's my least favorite Michael and it's not even close. Um and I love the way that this episode it still has Michael at the center of the drama and the comedy, but he's not the center of everything. We get to see other characters shine and the time that we do get with Michael is actually fucking great. It's to me, this is the best Michael episode so far. It's not crazy over the top. It's not so cringy that it's, like, annoying and takes you out of the episode. Like, I just enjoy watching this episode. And that's, again, kind of surprising for me based on how well season one went for me the first several times I tried to watch this show. Uh, so, kudos I mean, they don't need my approval. They've pretty much made one of the greatest TV shows of all time. So what I have to say doesn't do much for their sleep at night. But you know what? I'm going to say it anyways. They killed it with this one.
let's go ahead and rewrite The Office. So for episode three, Healthcare, I alluded to it earlier, what if Jim actually chose a new insurance plan for The Office? How would that episode have gone? The questions from these episodes will be shared on social media. You can follow at Belated Binge across TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's also an exclusive Facebook group for listeners of the podcast. The best responses will be included in a future episode of this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, Rebinging the Office, Super Fan Edition, give me a follow. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening on. I'd also uh, really love it if you would check out the other binges I'm doing on the channel, Sons of Anarchy and Harry Potter, the books, not the movies, the books. We're doing the books right now. The movies will come, probably. Um, you can visit belatedbinge.com to find links to, well, everything. Uh, you can also leave a voicemail with your own thoughts, and you can check out patreon.com slash belatedbinge for bonus episodes and other benefits. As always, thank you so much for listening and telling all your friends how cool they can be too if they listen to Belated Binge, The Office.